Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey guys, you're listening to Sci-Fi Wire's Days of Marvel podcast. On today's episode, it's day one of our eight days of Spider-Man countdown. Yay, Spider-Man. Uh, we're talking about 2002 Spider-Man, so stay tuned. Welcome to Sci-Fi Wire's Days of Marvel podcast. I'm today's host, Erin Locasio. What's up? Uh, on the podcast today, we are counting down to the release of Spider-Man Far From Home by revisiting all the Spider-Man movies, including all of Spider-Man's appearances in the MCU, one day at a time, as we've been doing with all the Marvel movies. So each day, we're going to tackle a different movie, re-explore the plot, call out our favorite moments, and discuss its place in the Spider-Verse. So let's swing right in. I'm gonna let uh, my co-host hey. today introduce themselves. Adam's already like ready to go. No, so. I just I was I was down for that for Are that web for swinging. That? Uh, swinging, let's swing fine. right in. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Introduce yourselves, guys. I think I'll stick around. Ooh, uh, that was <laughs> adorable. Terrible. I'm Adam Swiderski. I am the editor in chief of Sci-Fi Wire. And I am Preeti Chibber, and I am a writer for Sci-Fi Fangirls as well as a Spider-Man writer. I was going to say, you better drop in that book, <laughs> in that intro. Yeah. Although, you better. So, Aaron, you are like a super fan, right? I You're a super am. spider fan. I... So, you've got a super spider fan, an actual Spider-Man author, and some jerk. Mm. Just here to... <laughs> and our J. Jonah Jameson. That's right. <laughs> I am a huge Spider-Man fan. I have a Spider-Man heart tattooed to my chest. That's how much I love Spider-Man. Uh, I dress and cosplay as Gwen Stacy a lot. Uh, so I am a huge fan of these movies, and I love this movie that we're going to talk about today, which is the first one, 2002 Spider-Man. But before we get into that, I want to introduce our lovely Warvis, who's been with us on all of the Days of Marvel podcasts. <laughs> Warvis is wonderful. And so we, Warvis, say hi. You're not really setting up a last time on because uh, we are, this is the first one. So say just say hi, Warvis. Hi, Warvis. Thanks, Warvis. We love you. We don't, but we sort of do. I don't know. It's a love-hate relationship. We have a Warvis. So this is, I love this movie. I'm just going to state that right off the bat. I love Sam Raimi. I love this. I kind of have like a very nostalgic place in my heart for the first three Spider-Man movies. I saw this in the movie theater with my dad back in 2002, and we still quote it to this day. It was very successful. Um, It was the first film to reach $100 in a single weekend back in 2002. Uh, it made a ton of money. It made about $822 million worldwide, and it was the number one grossing film of 2002. So very successful film. Which, let's let's take a trip back to 2002 yes, and remember let's. that right nowadays, if, if you put out a Spider-Man movie, you put out a, a movie based on a Marvel comic, you're like, of course it's going to make hundreds right. of mm-hmm. millions of dollars because it's Marvel and they do yeah. great. This was not that time. No. No. Nobody knew whether this thing was going to be successful oh, or not 100%. when they were making it. Yeah, X Men had kind of like started the trend right. a little bit in 2000, um, but this was the first time they were really trying, and they had been trying for years to get a Spider Man film off the ground, and it finally came to fruition with this film. 
um, which I really like. And I like Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man. People, your mileage may vary if you agree or not disagree, but I actually really like Tobey. I think he does a good job. There were a few other actors up for this role. Leonardo DiCaprio was one of them at one point. <laughs> uh, yes, that is a true fact. Um, and a few other people uh, also screen tested for Norman Osborn, uh, including Mel Gibson. Uh, yeah, interesting facts. Also, James Franco also screen tested for Spider-Man as well, but he wound up getting Harry instead. And Billy Crudup was supposedly locked for Green Goblin at one point, right? Mm-hmm. Or very close to. Very close before to, Before yeah. we got Willem Dafoe. Yeah, and at one point, which I would have loved this because I love David Fincher, uh, he was originally attached to direct and was going to adapt the night Gwen Stacy died, which we get a few elements of the in this film. But I love David Fincher. I love Gwen Stacy. I love that storyline. It's one of my favorites. I would have loved to have seen that, but it's still, I, I'm fine with this movie. It's great. I, I just, I, I, it's fine. It would have made my heart sing, but it's, it's fine. It's still great. It's fine. It's still great. Well, and, and you know, the long road, including there was James Cameron was originally yes. on board to do a Spider-Man. Right. And then supposedly Sam Raimi won the job primarily because he He's is a, nerd. a giant comic book He's a nerd giant comic book and nerd. Spider-Man fan. Yeah. Which I appreciate. So, you, I, you can see the love from in this a, from film. a fan person's perspective. Back then, it was a it, you know, it was one of those choices where you were like, "Ooh, that's intriguing." Yeah, one uh, of one of our own is, yeah. is getting one of our one this of big us. Budget. One yeah. of us. Uh, yeah, I, I think he was. I mean, he did a, such a great job. I would have loved to have actually seen what he would have done with Spider Man Four, which there was some rumblings of what he would have done, and they released some concept art after. Um, so I would have liked to have seen him actually go through with that. But we're going to talk about. The first film, and I'm going to go kind of through the plot in like broad strokes as much as I can because it is a two, almost two hour movie. But uh, feel free to interject, uh, com- comment along the way, stop me at any point, uh, and just interject as much as possible. So I'm going to start with the movie. We get introduced immediately to Peter Parker running for the bus, and we get introduced to Mary Jane. Uh, we get introduced to a very young and one of his first uh, roles, Joe Manganiello. I forgot he was in this movie, by the way. I, I, yeah, I me did too. too. I absolutely forgot, and I was like, "Yo!" That's and even Joe. still, I had to I had to look it up to be sure because <laughs> I did too. I I had to like double take it. So we see him getting bullied on the bus. He obviously is a. They played into the very nerdy role of Peter Parker, and they're going on a field trip to the Columbia University Science Department. We meet Harry. He rolls up in a Rolls Royce with his dad, and he's like being kind of like a jerk to his dad a little bit. One thing you notice, and this is very, I guess, typical of the movies of the time, and maybe even a little earlier. These people are all in their twenties. Yes. Yes. And <laughs> yes. So that, yes. Immediately. You know, when you look at this versus Tom Holland, right, who looks right. like he's twelve years old. But like, I, I mean, remember we're like coming off of like the WB, right? Like, right. You had all these adults playing teenagers. Toby is twenty six in this movie. Right. Uh, <laughs> the youngest is Kirsten Dunst, who is twenty. And James Franco's, I think, 23. Yeah. Um, and they all look their age. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they all look like it. This is one of those suspension of disbelief yes. things. You just let it go. Just Yeah, it, just play with it. It's it's a movie. It's fine. Uh, so anyway, they're, they're on their school field oh, trip. Wait, wait. And can, can we mention Willem Dafoe really quickly? Because he's so good in this role. Oh and his line yes. in this opening minute where he's like, I'm something of a scientist myself is one of my favorite deliveries of anything ever. Harry tells me you're quite the science whiz. You know, I'm something of a scientist myself. I read all your research on nanotechnology, really brilliant. And you understood it? 
Yes, I, I wrote a paper on it. I forget, you know, again, having watched this again after a long time, that the, the opening scene of like, oh, warm, genial Willem Dafoe, mm-hmm. who is not the Green Goblin yet. No. You know, it's like, oh, he, he and Peter had a special bond. <laughs> yeah. Oh. They have a sort of father-son relationship, which Harry is very jealous of the entire movie. He has yeah. a lot of James Franco's like looks in this movie are just like jealousy towards Peter. Yeah, like the entire every time you cut to him for a reaction, he's just like seething, <laughs> like, and, and with his little little James Franco face. Um, which they dyed James Franco's hair to match like more of Willem <laughs> Dafoe's, and you see it actually be dark black in other scenes because it's not consistent. So they're on this field trip. We get introduced to Peter is also a photographer for the paper. He's taking pictures of Mary Jane and the spider goes and bites his hand. And I kind of love that the spider is red and blue, which is spider <laughs> colors. It's like a cute little comic booky thing. I think it was adorable. And then meanwhile, we get introduced to Norman doing his research and we find out that he's developing human performance enhancers and the glider. So we get kind of introduced to like his transformation to the Green Goblin. Not yet, but just like a little hint of what's to come. We need to take the whole line back to formula. Back to formula? That's my favorite line. (laughs) There's so many good Willem Dafoe We have to take this this. one back to formula. Back to formula. There's so much good Willem Dafoe in this movie. Oh my God. Just wait. I'm going to uncork some stuff later. Please do. Please do. Uh, So then we go back to uh, Aunt May and Uncle Ben, who we meet for the first time now. And Peter is not feeling good. Obviously, he's got a fever and his hand looks terrible. Uh, And we get some very not great CGI effects of the DNA strand mixing with the spiders, (laughs) which I love. It's so early 2000 graphics that I adore. There's so much early 2000s like editing and CGI in this that look ridiculous now, but were fascinatingly wonderful at the time. And this is one of, I I should add, this was a movie that forced kind of Sam Raimi into the CGI world. It did, yeah. Because Sam Raimi was known as a director who was very, very practical effects focused. There was just no way. I mean, there's no no way to do 99% of the stuff they wanted to do in this movie effects-wise practically. So it was really kind of his entree into CGI for better or worse. You know, that's up to you to decide, (laughs) but... I think for the time, it, it's fairly decent. It, now looking at it with 2019 eyes, well, we're sure. like, oh, that's garbage. But um, but looking at it then, I was like, I thought it was really awesome. I just love the little like, DNAs mixing with the spider. I'm like, oh, my God, that's so 2000s graphics. So then we go to Norman, and he is experimenting on himself because he's about to lose his funding from the U.S. military. And I love Norman, like, dramatically, like, taking the supplement and, like, throwing Why? it on the floor. I was, like, I was like, you're still a scientist. It's so ridiculous and just over-the-top dramatic, and it's wonderful. Also, like, once the test, like, goes awry and, like, the assistant goes to, like, get him out of there because he's obviously dying, uh, there's, like, a dramatic push to his eyes opening and it's also wonderful yeah. like great edit choice and shooting choice there and then of course he kills his assistant right there so then we go back to peter uh oh, yes. who is woken Here we, we this is, yes right. we go back to peter and he is awoken and he doesn't need glasses anymore and he's got muscles all of a sudden it's like the she's all that moment of spider-man yes, yes it is it's. I mean, it, it's. He's Lady Boggs. Really <laughs> lean into the superpowers as puberty yes, metaphor here. They absolutely. Um, harder than maybe. It, it's, it's a super on the nose. It's very on the nose, which I. I like I like that they gave him like muscles all of a sudden. Like it's not just like he woke up and he's like, yeah, Spider. Right now I have uh, beautiful abs. But I also <laughs> love that the whole scene is him being like, "Holy crap, I am so hot." Yes, yeah. he is checking himself. He's feeling himself. He's feeling he's like- <laughs> himself. Uh, I always thought it was an interesting choice that they went with 
that he's able to produce the webs uh, by I... himself through his body instead of Peter actually mechanically doing it and making the synthetic webs. And that was a choice it's, by Raimi. It's my least favorite thing about this movie. I do not. I also do not like this. Interesting. I, I To be honest, I didn't really have a problem with it. Okay. And it, this was a very controversial thing, I think. It was. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, given what we had seen of Peter up to this point, yeah. Would you you guys would have preferred the mechanical web? I would have preferred it and I like the little bits of we get later in uh when they do it in Homecoming where we see Peter using the science part of his brain and making it in the draw and I think that's a part of his character that we don't really get into in this at all. Like um, we, we in this know version he's of him and a nerd but you don't really get to see him like do yeah. science. Right. And that's like a part of his character that I feel like they should have leaned into with these and they didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was kind of, I didn't like it. But how are you going to get in a masturbation joke <laughs> without organic web shooters? I mean, really, that's... <laughs> that is, that is the high point is of this movie. You are correct. It's yes, true. I mean, we really okay. would have missed <laughs> out fair. on that. That's fair. Okay. Yeah, so that was a choice by Sam Rainey because he thought like... Peter wouldn't have time as a high school boy to like sit there and figure this out and produce these webs. I say nay to that, but sure, Sam Raimi, I'll go with you on that one. <laughs> um, then, so we got to like Harry goes and discovers his dad on the floor and they find out the glider and the flight suit were stolen and assistant is dead and Norman has no memory of this because he does not know he's the Green Goblin at this point yet. Um, we also see Peter talking to MJ outside uh by the he's taking his trash out because MD is established as his neighbor, um, which I like that they used in this one. And uh, they have like a kind of a conversation there. And we see her, her dad being like a garbage dad and she has garbage parents. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> so back to school, uh, we get the Peter and the in the lunchroom with the Tracy. Yes, scene, I love I, this scene. This is one of my favorite little cute scenes, which this fun fact was actually no CGI was mm-hmm. used here. You talking about uh, Raimi and practical effects? He did not want to do that with CGI, so it took a hundred and fifty-six takes to get right. Yes, that is a real fact. Um, so, and I like that this is the first use of his Spidey sense, and they actually use Spidey sense a good amount in this movie, which I like. Yeah. Um, that the cost they... of film, apparently, no object. <laughs> no, movie. they're like we can they're waste like, that on like a three-second scene. Like let's that's burn fine. Some more celluloid, folks. Yeah, it's fine. It's yeah. fine. It was worth it. It looked. I think it looks really cool, and I think it's fun to know that they actually did that, and sure. it wasn't CGI. Did. Um, so and then Peter is discovering how his webs work and he gets his fork stuck to him and then he smashes the food tray into Flash, which goes into the really fun fight scene mm-hmm. in the, like by the lockers, yeah. which I also like. This is another one of my favorite scenes because I like seeing the slowdown effect to see how the Spidey sense works. And I think they used it effectively here. Jesus, Parker, you are a freak. Funny to me because it's very much like Quicksilver a little bit where the, the, a little the bit, punch yeah. is coming at him and he does the double take, you know, in slow-mo and it's... Yep. It's really fun, and it's it's really, it's really like a, a real Peter Parker moment of, like, he thinks he's got this, and then everyone's, like, horrified. Right. Everyone's like, you're a freak, Parker. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I like that it wasn't just like, yeah, you did it. You beat someone up. It's like, no, this is weird. <laughs> not not cool, bro. This is not cool, bro. Uh, I love this scene. I like seeing how the spider sense works, um, and I like that they slowed it down. It was, like, early, like, the same thing they kind of did with Quicksilver later, but I like seeing how the spider sense mm-hmm. kind of affects him and slows down and, like, he can anticipate 
Um, which they use a lot in this movie, which I actually, it's a power that they don't use a lot, not at all in Homecoming. I was going to comment on that. It's interesting because I think that that was, you know, the most we've seen of the spider sense in the new version of Spider-Man. It's kind of, ooh, his arm hair is raised. Something is going wrong. And I feel like it's such a central power for the comic character that, that... they handled really well here that they yet they've yet to crack in the MCU right. Version. We only see it like very small sense so far yet. So hopefully they lean into it more later on. Uh, so then Peter runs out of school because I guess school is over. Um, and into the alleyway uh, we go. Peter realizing his like wall crawling ability. We see like the hairs growing on his fingers. <sighs> And he, (laughs) which grossed me out too. It's so nasty. Um, But I love that he's like sitting there, like, like, oh, okay. And then like immediate is like, I can crawl a wall. Like, this might be a thing I can do now. Uh, Sure. And immediately starts jumping across buildings too, like no fear. I really no fear whatsoever. I really think that like that scene of him just shooting the web off the top of the building, hundred percent throwback in Homecoming when Ned is like. I would just stand on top of a building and see how far I could shoot the web. I'm like, yep, absolutely calling back to Toby. Yes, I think so too. And I like him like trying out different catchphrases, which yep. was improvised <laughs> yes. by Toby Maguire. Shazam! Go! Go! Go web, go! I love that scene of him just trying out different things and just shooting webs into like nothingness too after he finally gets it to work. Um, I love that scene. I think it's really yeah, fun and there. It's, it's one of the moments where like, Personally, I think Toby suffers a little bit in terms of how he plays Peter Parker because he's so soft-spoken and so, like, kind Mm -hmm. of meek in his delivery that that's one moment that shines for me of, like, yeah, look at this dork. Of course. Yeah, I love whenever they they lean into, like, the dorky side of Peter Parker because he is a huge dork, and which is why I always liked him because he felt like somebody that I could connect to and I would be friends with. Mm -hmm. So, like... I love when they lean into the more like dorkier aspects of him and especially with his dialogue because that's one thing like that is a little bit missing is that like kind of silly quippy side of Peter. We only get like a very small amount of it. Um, So he finally gets it to work and swings across on attaches to a crane smashes into a billboard (laughs) uh, which is great because I'm like I need to see him a little bit not being great at his powers which they totally should have leaned into a little bit more um, which I like in Homecoming that they did. They like Peter is not immediately great at his powers. Here, I think he gets it really quickly. So he was goofing off, trying to figure out his spider powers. He misses painting the living room with Uncle Ben. Bad Peter. <laughs> bad son. Uh, you are a bad son. Then him and MJ talk again. She He apologizes for uh, arguing with Flash and fighting them. And they talk about their after high school plans. There's like a cute little quote here that I really like when she's talking to him. And she just goes, you're taller than you look. I hunch. I don't know why I like that little inner, like, like they're that little like back and forth so much, but I do. Uh, and then Flash pulls up with his like brand new nice car, and she leaves. So Peter's like, "Well, I gotta impress this lady." So he's like, "I gotta enter an amateur wrestling contest to win three thousand dollars, so I can buy a car." That stupid child. Such a child, but I like this. Like, but that's, I mean, that's straight from the original. I know, comics, I know, right? yes, I love it, it is, and I love it. In the early two thousands, there were probably a lot. Other, of other ways to make the money required <laughs> yes. to, you know, yes. for a smart kid who's yes. good at yep. science, he could probably have done some freelance web design. Probably. You know. Web design. Design some people's Ba-doom GeoCities boosh. pages and. Something. He would have been set. But yeah. I love that. Yeah. yeah. But instead, it's, it's amateur wrestling. It's amateur wrestling, which is straight from the comics. Uh, in Spider-Man's original origin, Amazing Fantasy 15, he does the same exact thing. 
uh, which I like. Uh, I like seeing Peter sketch his costumes out, which was actually done by uh, the, an artist at the time, Phil Jimenez, uh, did these drawings for the movie. Uh, so I like him practicing his webbing skills there. We get him kind of like trying to figure out his costume. Uh, I like this scene a lot, and I love that pro wrestling is included in this movie. This movie is made into, like, this movie should be number one in our rankings just for use of Macho Man Ra- Randy Savage. Size, Freddy. <laughs> That's a really good. That's my other favorite line. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but... Bo- bo- <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Thank you. I'll be here all week. <sighs> I just okay. Before we get into that scene, we get the absolute pinnacle of this movie, the most memorable scene. Uh, Uncle Ben offers to drive oh, him I to the library. I disagree with you that Ooh. being the most memorable. Yeah, scene, but yeah. Continue. Same, well, same. there's two most. I would say there's two, but I would say this is. I, I could argue for this one. So he talk again, him and ben, Uncle Ben have the conversation where he gives the line that we all know. Remember, with great power comes great responsibility. This is the Batman's parents dying yes. in an alley Which, of the Spider Man. Uh, okay, but to be fair, this was the first time fair. we saw it on the big screen. Like I can remember like wanting to see this moment. I think I was like Yes. I was like a senior in high school and I saw this in the theater and I was like, Yes, finally. Yeah. They did yeah. It. No, absolutely. It was cool to see on the big screen for the first time. Now I think at this point yes. it's been done Agreed. so many times that we're so over it and yeah. we don't want to see, which is that, why okay. they skirted around it in the newer movies but I will um, say that but, if they ever yeah. cast Uncle Ben in the MCU please cast Timothy Oliphant I want it so Ooh. bad uh, like, interesting that's a good casting choice I like that right? Uncle Bay yes you mean uh, yeah see I know oh, I know the cute. lingo that's I know the lingo that <laughs> that's cute but I will say if you're <laughs> going for you know senior citizen uh <laughs> Aunt May and Uncle Ben. Cliff Robertson did a really good he job. He did. In this oh, movie. he yeah. does. Yeah. So he is pretty great in this movie. Um, I of course, I love, I mean, this is a great scene. Peter is obviously, he's a dick to him, and this is the last conversation they have, and he will regret it later. Um, so then we get the amazing bone saw scene, my favorite scene Wait, in this entire movie. Octavia Spencer's in this. Yes, yes, yes. I wrote it down. He goes to check in with the ringing girl and it's Octavia Spencer. And I had to wow. double take for a second. There's a lot of like little cameos yes. in this. I was like, wait a second. Octavia Spencer's here? I'm like, okay, all right. Um, and then, of course, Bruce Campbell is the ring announcer. Uh, we get Lucy Lawless later in a little cameo. Uh, there's a lot of just like little cameos in this movie. It's very interesting. Um, but I absolutely love everything about the bone saw scene. Uh, <laughs> Macho Man Randy Savage is amazing. Yes. He was actually one of his uh, first wrestling characters was called the Spider and was very similar to Spider Man. So it's a nice little wrestling, also nerdy moment in so many ways. There's so many nerdy things about this that I love. Um, so everything about the bone saw scene is amazing. I love this scene. I feel like uh, the, my only moment was it was like the humor is so early 2000s where you're like, oh, yes, very much so. Could you not make a like some of those jokes? Yeah, right. yeah. And that's it, I mean, it dates it. it that's which sucks. It does date it. That's the only part I don't like about it. So I just mute it for like those few lines. <laughs> but I do like like the girls who are with Bonesaw. Like one of them at one point takes the steel chair and she's like. <laughs> And I love that little like I'm like yeah kick a spider ass I'm like wait no I don't I don't want you to do that but I I'm there um, so obviously he wins and it's great um, <laughs> Bonesaw is amazing and he should 
be forever remembered for this movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll stop talking about Bonesaw McGraw now because I have to stop. We, this is not a Bonesaw podcast, but maybe we should have one. I was going to say. I can do one just on Macho Man Randy Savage another time. Um, so he wins, uh, but he only gets $100 because the promotion is terrible and dirty. Uh, so he then gets, the promoter gets robbed and Peter lets it happen because uh, he's like, why is that my problem now? Well, because I mean, to be that's, fair, we're, we're repeated though, back. maybe that promoter learned a lesson. Not to, maybe be, not to be so mean. Yeah. With great promotion power <laughs> comes great, great responsibility. responsibility. Yeah. Yes. Um, which, unfortunately, <laughs> bites Peter in the ass because he was then carjacked. Uncle Ben gets carjacked and he runs into the street and he realizes Uncle Ben has now been shot and killed. And they have their sad little moment where he cries over Uncle Ben's dead ass body. Do you guys yeah. remember, though, in Kung Fu Hustle when they spoofed this moment? Yes, I, I don't love remember Kung that. Fu. I love Kung Fu Hustle, but it's been a while. There's like the the guy he says in English, "With great power comes great responsibility." As he's dying, and Stephen Chow is like, "I don't understand you." <laughs> I love Kung Fu Hustle. Yeah, and this is another like very like mo- like a moment everyone remembers. And then Peter goes and is like, "Well, now I'm gonna go be Spider Man," and is again very good at slinging webs and like jumping on walls and cars and is already like adapted to being a superhero very fast uh which is interesting so they have this conversation like confrontation in an abandoned building uh i do love peter coming down in like that iconic spider-man pose at one point like behind the carjacking thief yeah uh it's really nice just it's in the foreground and it's really cool to see um and then he realizes the criminal is the guy he let go earlier and he has a sad little moment, but he doesn't kill the guy. He The guy trips and falls out the window and dies. <laughs> That's the thing that happens. And then <laughs> so Peter then has his cry emo moment overlooking the city and runs away from the police, goes back to Aunt May. They have their little sad cry hug moment together. Um, and then we're back to the Green Goblin attacking a testing facility at Oscorp and then murdering the test file. And this is we get to see the Green Goblin first time like a little bit in action. Uh, right there, which is right before it goes from flames into graduation caps, which I also like. Yeah. <laughs> Again, super 2000s editing style. So Love it. Let's talk about. Oh, wait. Have, they, have we seen Green Goblin in full suit? Yet? We, have we have not, not. seen okay. him in full so suit let's yet. Be, I'll, I'll table I'm, that for I'm later. I'm saving that. Right. Okay. <laughs> we're not there yet, but we're almost there. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Um, graduation now. They have now graduated. Uh, Norman, like, half ass congratulates Harry That's and then so is like, Reader, my son. <laughs> it's like, he's like, so he's like yeah. mean. He's so mean to Harry. Uh, he's and I, I'm like, oh, I actually like felt really bad for Harry this whole movie because Harry is kind of a dick, but I still feel bad for him. Well, yeah, he's like um, treated like garbage, but then still like wants so desperately for his father to love and respect yeah. him. He just wants love. He just wants love from somebody, his father, from MJ, from Peter, and like gets it from nobody <laughs> in the entire movie. Um, and then so like, they graduate and uh, we have like a nice conversation between Norman and Peter, which sets up some stuff later. Peter then cries in his room, missing Uncle Ben, and Emmy goes to console him. He never doubted the man you'd grow into. How you were meant for great things. You won't disappoint him. 
So then Peter takes out the costume sketch and like his sketch and he hears Uncle Ben's voice and the famous line repeating. And that's when he's like fully like, I'm going to be go be Spider-Man. And then we cut to a big montage of him being Spider-Man and people's reactions, which I also really like. Another of his superpowers, (laughs) apparently uh, wardrobe. Wardrobe. Yes. Because he he goes from, you know, he just designs a really impressive suit. Yeah. Pretty quickly. That's one thing they never explain. I'm like, how'd he get that? Where'd he get all that lycra from? Yeah. Who made that for you, buddy? Like, Oh, but the suit's so good. It's such a cool-looking suit. I do like the design of the suit. But yeah, did like Peter take like a minor in fashion design and like merchandise? And again, well, and this is, I will say, like we had, you know, up to now, they with X-Men, they threw the costumes out the window, right, from the right. comics. And they were just exactly. like, we're just going to do something that looks cool for the 2000s, you know? And this was the first movie, I think, superhero movie since Superman, where they were just... They just said, yep, this is his costume and this is what it looks like and you're on board or you're not, folks. Yeah. Right, I mean- Which I think have, was a really good thing. They had to, right? It's Spider-Man. What, it, right. It's, the expectation was there and the, the honestly like desperate hope from fans of wanting to see right. this guy on, on screen. Yeah, I mean, I, I did like make a note. I was like, wait a second, they never explained because I thought maybe they did and I forgot it. And then I was like, oh, no, we never explain it. He just has a costume like moving on. <laughs> like another person who's randomly in this montage of like New Yorkers commenting on Spider-Man is comedian Jim Norton, yeah. which is another cameo. I was just like, OK. And Lucy Lawless is here as the punk girl uh, who says the costume is hot, uh, which is another like I love Lucy Lawless. I'm like, oh, she's here, too. This is interesting. Uh, so then we get our first look at the Daily Bugle right after that. Oh. Uh, Spider-Man is selling. Yeah. Just yeah. like incredible casting. Perfect like, casting. Uh, wow. Like, let's take a moment to appreciate J.K. Simmons. I was going to say, the <laughs> fact that we waited until Whiplash to get Academy oh Award God. recognition for J.K. Simmons after oh this exists is a crime. He is perfection. Like, I don't know if anyone could ever do this role better. Like, just let him play it let him, forever you're right, in perpetuity. Cast him again. Forever. Just forever. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Multiverse, like, yeah, it's just always him. I think the thing <laughs> they struggle with now is, like, how do you have Peter Parker working at a newspaper, given how little newspapers are a thing? You'd have to have, like, the J. Jonah Jameson yeah. of the uh, social media world. Yeah, social media. Game, yeah, it's like the podcast or something. Right? In the, right. In the yeah. Like, game. Get me retweets of Spider-Man. Right. <laughs> retweets of Spider-Man. That's the 2019 version. Yeah, yeah and we get it the first, like, Get me photos of Spider-Man, like line, which has been quoted a meme to death by now. But I, I love Jason. But it's amazing. But it's amazing. amazing. He's amazing. Uh, and then Peter runs into MJ right after, who's now a waitress at the Moondance Diner, and she kind of lets him in on the fact that her and Harry are now dating. Which they live um, like Harry and Peter live together, mind you. They live together. So Harry's kind of trash. That's, that's um, <laughs> dirty business. It's dirty. Like, it's very dirty. And we you see him, like, I didn't mention it before, but in the beginning, he uses Peter's spider facts that he's yes. telling him on the field trip right after to MJ. After he tells Harry that he likes her, I'm like, Harry, come on. Like, that's your bro. So shady. Like, so shady. Um, and so- you have to think Harry, in this day and age, would probably be like an MRA type of guy, right? He'd be like, oh, Peter, oh, you're God, a beta cock. Oh, God. Would. You're a beta cock. He would. Oh, yeah. that's the worst. Oh. <laughs> he is the worst. Oh my god! Uh, so then we go to Perry and Peter's like very big, very nice apartment, which I guess is fine because Harry has money. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I, I distill my belief. Like they could have this very nice loft apartment with two floors. Like, and Norman's there making phone calls in the corner. Peter says he got fired by Doctor Connors, which is a nice little, like, little yeah. uh, comic side note there uh, for all of us nerds watching. Then uh, Harry questions like where he goes all the time because he got fired because he's never. 
at work, which makes sense. That's why freelance photographer is probably a better job for him. And the subject of Harry's girlfriend comes up and uh, uh, Harry offers uh, to help, like for, for Norman to help him find a job. And he sees the paper offering money for so photos of Spider-Man. And then Peter starts taking pictures of himself as Spider-Man but there's and a, starts selling well, them. Well, there's a moment, though, where Peter goes to JJ yeah. and asks for a job that I really like. I'd like a job, sir. No jobs? Freelance. Best thing in the world for a kid your age. You bring me some more shots of that newspaper selling clown, maybe I'll take him off your hands. But I never said you have a job. Meat. I'll send you a nice box of Christmas meat. Best I can do. Get out of here. Bring me more photos. That's like, oh my yes. God, the accuracy. The accuracy. If you've ever worked freelance, this moment will, this moment will like feel really like pertinent to you. Like I felt, I was like, oh yeah. Oh, yeah, that's that's true. I'm like, but you make more money. And he offers him like $200 for the photos, too. <laughs> he's like 200 bucks. And he's like, front page with the headline, hero or menace. And I'm like, this is everything. Oh. This is perfect. Uh, and we get to see uh, Betty for the first time, played by Elizabeth yeah. Banks, who also screen tested for MJ as well. She was up for the role. Um, so we get to see her for the first time. And I think I love her. I, I wish she got more of a part. I, I know. I'm actually now thinking of how much I would have enjoyed this movie if she was MJ. And I feel like I really would have. Yeah. yeah. So wait, is there an anti Kirsten Dunst sentiment? No, 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 I, well, no, no. I mean, okay. I just, no. I, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's not anti. I do think at times that she and Tobey Maguire are a really awkward pair. So it's ah. it, yeah. sometimes their scenes together are a little uncomfortable. Right. I, I, I feel that, yeah. I don't know who I would have picked at the time for a better MJ. I think Kirsten Dunst does fine. Yeah, she does uh, fine. I think she's fine. Um, she's okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's okay. Uh, so meanwhile, in the wake of the bombing at the, this company, Quest buys uh, Oscorp, and Norman is off the board. He gets fired uh, and so ousted by all the board mad. of directors. <laughs> And he's very mad and has a very dramatic scene, which is wonderful. And then we get the World Unity Festival with performance by Macy Gray. Okay. Yes. <laughs> this soundtrack is so good. It's so good. It's uh, timeless. It's very wonderful. It, it, and again, very early 2000s. It, yeah, no, it's totally timeless. Oh, it yeah. It <laughs> has appeal across generations. Some 41 injected. Some 41 in their prime. <laughs> Chad Kroger. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I forgot Macy I Gray was in this scene. <laughs> I do love the soundtrack and I love Macy Gray and she was I, I forgot she was here Same. and I was like and they like call her out and I'm like oh yeah Macy Gray Macy Gray was a thing for a minute <laughs> and she's also wonderful uh, so then we see Harry being a dick to MJ asking why she didn't wear the black dress Ugh. and to impress his daddy which is I like actually visibly like squirmed at that line uh, and I forgot how much I hate Harry in this movie at points. Yeah. Uh, I think he was just concerned about MJ's cultural appropriation. Yes, it yeah. was an interesting outfit choice. Uh, I also forgot about that dress and I'm like, why did she wear that? Uh, <laughs> Love the early 2000s. Oh, yeah. Oh, early 2000s. Once again, yeah. uh, Harry notices Peter looking up at them because Peter's taking photos at the festival and he's like oh shit because they've still not like really talked about the fact that they're dating yet uh peter's uh peter's spidey senses go off and this is when we see the green goblin Yay. finally so now we can talk about the costume and this is the point in the film where sam raimi was just like here's some hot sauce willem dafoe please devour <laughs> every single scene that you are in chew that scenery boy yes like, so chew it up. uh everything about the green goblin is amazing this he is... is a power ranger villain on acid oh and i God. love it <laughs> so you guys you guys were on board with the armor and the mask and I, the way it looked i like the mask a lot because i think the mask is terrifying <laughs> it is terrifying 
Uh, I I like it. I think it's very over the top, cartoony, and yeah. it fits this movie. It would not fit in in Homecoming. No, it, but it Agreed. fits this movie very well. Um, apparently, the costume was supposed to be designed more bulky and yes. armored. But Willem Dafoe wanted to do all of his stunts, which he did a good portion of them, almost all of them, and rejected it and wanted a more streamlined athletic costume. So the final outfit was 580 pieces. Wow. Uh, and took him an hour to put on. So, yeah, it's a lot of work. Yeah. Is this? I think this scene has my all-time favorite line that I in this movie, which I'm not going to do justice. Do it. Do it. We'll meet again, Spider-Man! <laughs> like that. It's just so, like... That is so, like, early 60s, you like, You not have drawn that out anymore. <laughs> it, was, it was just beautiful, beautiful camp, and I love it so much. I'm sad I never got a Bonesaw and Green Goblin Willem Dafoe scene, because I feel like they could just <laughs> have the best conversation. I don't know that we could have handled it. Like, the auditory channels, just like... No. Yeah. It would have blown out early 2000 speakers, uh, but I still, yeah, that that is something they never delivered on. I, I want, I, that should have been in the movie. They, just them. So we got like the cool, I love this whole scene is great. Um, we He kills everyone on the board with one pumpkin bomb and, yes. and we get, again, really terrible graphics, but I laugh. But it's so I Sam Raimi. It's but very, it's so very Sam Raimi. The, the like disintegration. The disintegrated yeah. skeleton. It's like a it's, Mars attacks. Yes. Oh my God! It's so Mars attacks. That's fair. I f- oh, I forgot about Mars. But attacks. you know, here's what I'll say: is that we tend to forget that these things were sometimes called funny books. Oh, for sure, funny like, books. It's okay. It's fine. No, you know, I love it for yeah. them to bring this. I, but I think you know, back then there was a little more sentiment. Like, oh yeah, that's cool. You're gonna yeah. do that goofy effect, but now people would be like, oh, that doesn't fit the tone. Yeah. yeah. I think it's fun. I love leaning into the camp. Yeah. Um, and I think they do it very well. They balance it I well. I was really bummed that there were no hostess pies in this movie. Hostess, hostess pie. fruit pies. <laughs> that was really a miss. I don't know. Do you guys, were you guys, you guys were younger. You might not have been around when they did that. I know of it. They used I was to have comics that came on the hostess, the hostess fruit stock, pies yeah. or in the, in the comic books that were advertising for host. It would be like, the vulture trying to steal hostess fruit pies and spider-man would (laughs) would defeat him and this was a very common this was everywhere it was in every comic you read from marvel they had like spider-man fighting the vulture over hostess hostess fruit pies yeah they need to bring that back yeah they should bring that back come on hostess bring us back like sponsored content Spot. This is prime sponsored content. Like, there's a marketing integration just waiting to happen there. I'm sorry, I'm digressing. No, no, no. Okay, so the scene though, I do want to talk about how great they like. We talked about the CGI, but I think they animated Spider-Man actually really well. They did. I agree. The way he moves. The I mean, the this scene also does lead to the infamous like MJ holding on to the dummy Spider-Man with her hair blowing in the wrong direction scene. Yes. Which I again like saw it and I was like I've used this as a gif so many I times. I know you're like that's, <laughs> that's like not how off. wind works. That's not how wind works. That's not. I'm like he's just such so obviously a mannequin <laughs> and, it's, <laughs> and it's like very bad. But I totally like it's. I love it. I, it's I, just so goofy and I. It's, it's so terrible. So silly but also and fun wonderful. And camp, but the movement up yes. to that point is so good. Is great. Yeah, and yeah. that's why I think it's so noticeable when there is something like this yes. because they did animate him so well. And then there's like little stuff like this where they're like, oh, oh we we have to figure something out. Just put a mannequin in there and just have person <laughs> yeah. hold him. It's fine. So he saves Mary Jane. Wait, who are you? You know who I am. I do. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Which is also adorable. And Cute. I like them interacting and her first realizing like, 
that she kind of has like a little bit of a crush on Spider-Man. So then we see Harry on the phone. He's talking to MJ, who's obviously crushing on Spider-Man at this point. And then Peter comes in and they, they kind of talk about him dating MJ. Finally, it's on the table. And Peter then vows to stop the Green Goblin. So he's now full on in Spider-Man mode. Uh, see Norman then having another schizophrenic talk with Green Goblin with in, with himself in the, the mirror. Oh, it's so I good. love this scene. Uh, this scene is wonderful because it's Willem Dafoe versus Willem Dafoe yes. having a conversation. Um, and he discovers then that he's the one who killed the board, the accident in the lab, created this persona. And he tells him, his Green Goblin persona tells him he should join with Spider-Man, not fight Spider-Man. So J. Jonah Jameson officially names him the Green Goblin. Uh, it's him, Peter, talk at the Bugle. Uh, Green Goblin then attacks the Bugle, uh, looking for the photographer who takes photos of Spider-Man. Peter then changes into Spidey and then gets sleep-gassed and by the Green Goblin, who then kidnaps him. And they have a great conversation here. Um, I love this scene again. I keep saying I love this well, scene, but I love so many scenes in this It was movie. such a great d- decision to use the Green Goblin for the first Spider-Man movie because he's such a good villain. You know, in comics and in the movies, like whatever, it's a good villain. And so that leads to like really wonderful interactions between the two of them. It does. Um, and they kind of have like a conversation where he kind of gives along the same lines of like two faces in the dark night where it's either like I'm offering you a choice. Uh, you can either like be a hero that they'll eventually hate or you can like join me. So they kind of have like a very interesting conversation where I'm like, I'm kind of like understand where the Green Goblin is coming from here. Again, wrong ways of going about it, but I kind of get it. So then uh, Peter and we go to Peter and MJ again after this. They talk in the street because he runs into her. I'm using quotation points because he totally is just waiting for her (laughs) outside the restaurant she works. Uh, They talk around each other. And this is the first time she calls Peter Tiger, which is a cute, again, Mary Jane, Peter Parker moment. Uh, Then we see Mary Jane get attacked by the gang. And of course, this is the famous... Rain upside down kiss scene. This is the best scene. This This is is the the best scene. I would say this is the most iconic scene. Iconic. Yeah. Yeah. I I'd, I'd say it's between this and the Uncle Ben car talk. Those are yeah. the two I would I would pull out, but this may be more. I feel like the upside down kiss like shifted romance for like five years. <laughs> yeah. It like shifted romantic how romantic scenes were depicted yeah. because you know at the time you're like that's the hottest shit I've ever seen. Oh, oh that's the hottest 100%. stuff I've ever would, seen in my life. Would the notebooks? kissing in the rain scene have happened if not for oh, this God, we'll never no. know no no yeah. no, no nothing to- this was like prime sexiness this yeah. was like I was a teenager when this yep. came out and I was like oh my god this is what love is, this is like, like so this sexy. is what I- <laughs> this is the sexiest thing did I'm you guys like-, like make a deliberate effort to kiss upside down after obviously. this because I did uh, yes obviously yeah. I was like how do I do this how do I achieve it I'm like let's just like I'm like no just pour water over us like this <laughs> we'll, we'll fi- figure out a way well, the before the like, ice bucket challenge now you watch it and I'm like that looks so uncomfortable yeah oh and it was no, toby mcguire yeah. was basically getting waterboarded yes. in this scene yes. and, and he it was awful to shoot yeah. um but it it works it's it looks so great it, it looks great. great cinema man it is beautiful <laughs> cinema, and it looks it looks gorgeous like it's a very well shot scene like it's a beautiful one like that has now been like spoofed to high heaven at this point but it is i i guess that's right i would say that may be the most memorable scene in the movie so then we go to Spider-Man saving a baby in an apartment fire. And then the police try to arrest him, which is like interesting. I'm like, oh, OK, because I guess he's still like kind of vigilante still in this universe. Uh, and then he's like, "Nah, I'm going to go save this baby. And he's like 
police like, well, then come back after you're done. And he's like, nah, I'm not going to do that, which was just like a weird little shit. He's like, no, I'm going to go save this baby and then I'm out. Uh, and then he's confronted by Green Goblin again because he fakes being a person in distress with a blanket over his head. That is so creepy. Which I also love. And he's like screaming. Un- is so weird. Yes, it's so weird. And I love it. And I forgot that he did that. And I was like, oh, my God, I love that he like put a blanket over his head. We need more villains posing as little old ladies. Yes, please. Like yes. Thanos should have had a scene where he yes. was like, oh, I'm just yes. as scared in this apartment. And then it's Thanos. And then it's Thanos. Uh, and they have like a little cute fight scene here because like Peter Parker the, as Spider-Man rejects his uh, his offer to work together uh, and this angers Green Goblin no one says no to me another great Green Goblin Willem Dafoe delivery line right there uh, and we see Peter get cut by one of uh, Goblin's projectiles so then we go to the Thanksgiving okay. dinner scene this is my and, favorite yeah. scene in the movie I think <laughs> oh, Henry. I'm sorry I'm late work was murder <laughs> hey hey just everything. Like, I love how, like, Peter's hiding on the top of the ceiling and his blood drops yes. and he somehow hears it. And I'm like, how would he have heard that? Because he's got super e- abilities because of the serum. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Come fair. On. Fair. Yeah. I don't know. He's, I just he's was, like, not a normal human ridiculous. being anymore. He's a superhuman. True. True. I just thought it was like, I love how the blood is animated, by the yeah. way. Too, yes. Because it just looks this, like not blood at all. <laughs> this dinner scene is like your precursor to, this is the DNA of this scene is in your Michael Keaton. Yes. Tom yes. Holland. Correct. Homecoming yes. scene. Yeah. Car, car scene, you know. Yeah. yeah. I love Norman slowly figuring out that Peter is Spider-Man. Yeah. I do also love this scene. It's just such a great uh, back and forth between them. And also, like, again, we see Harry and Norman interacting, like, and he pretty much tells him that MJ is trash is and, like, to just use her that, and leave her. There's, wait, but there's that line he says about, like, the broom. Yes. And I was like, what does that even it's mean? It's like, such a weird, a weird, like, it, I don't know if it's, like, it's a, a weird phrase line. or something. It's a very weird line. Uh, and then so everyone leaves. Poor things. Poor Aunt May. Poor Thanksgiving. Uh, everyone leaves <laughs> just because it's Norman's like, nah, he figures it out. He leaves. MJ leaves. Everyone's gone. Uh, then we go to Norman and the Green Goblin mask just chilling on a chair. And they're just cre- he creepily walks to it like he's crawling on the floor towards it. Uh, and he tells him to attack his heart. So Peter's heart in the sense uh, in retaliation. So he attacks Aunt May, who then requires hospitalization. I love this scene, yes. by the way. Agreed. And this yes. is so yep. insane. Finish it. Finish it. <laughs> I mean, that is, again, this is Sam. This is old school Sam Raimi peeking out. You know, uh, right. Sam Raimi is, is all over this film, but he's. He's he's big studio yes. Sam Raimi. Uh-huh. This is this is kind of like old school right. Evil Dead yeah. Sam and Raimi. It, peeping it out. leads into a really nice spot where it's like in the hospital and she's like moaning and it's like so camp. And oh hard, yeah! But then it it Peter's like kind of terrified. He knows who I am. It's such a great counter in that moment. It like cuts through the camp and you're like, oh yeah. This is actually really bad and really scary. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. uh, Amy is like screaming about those horrible yellow eyes and I, which I always thought was like horrifying. I'm like, oh, that's, that's so scary. This poor little old lady. Oh, and then, P- yeah, Peter realizes like, oh, shit, like Green Goblin knows my true identity now. And that immediately makes him now think of MJ. And it's like, oh, no, like 
that might be a thing later on. So during a visit to bedside, Mary Jane like confesses to Peter there because she's also there visiting uh, that she has kind of this crush on Spider-Man. And they have like this kind of like very nice heartfelt conversation where he kind of admits his feelings because obviously he's like, yeah, I know Spider-Man. She's like, oh, what did Spider-Man say about me? <laughs> and then he gives that whole like when you look in her eyes and she's looking back at yours kind of speech mm-hmm. uh, which I do I, it, it's corny but I like it I think it's a very sweet moment and Harry walks in on it and is like oh okay I see what's going on here and then we just yeah he's like feeling betrayed at that point and he goes to tell his father and he tells his dad like daddy my girlfriend don't like me anymore you were right and Green Goblin is like oh yeah I'm gonna go hurt her now so that kind of kicks us off to the kind of the film finale big action piece scene on the Queensboro Bridge. Uh, just to like kind of get to the end of this, we could talk about the end of the film. Uh, I like the climax that they chose to do because it has like elements and seeds of the night when Stacey died, but does its own kind of film spin on it where he has to choose between saving a tram of children or MJ. Yeah, and, and it leads <laughs> to that Queensboro great... Bridge tram. Yeah. It leads to that like great shot of the two of them falling in his lenses yes, like in his is, lenses i love that like really split second shot where you have to be like that's the visual representation thank you yes but i still yes. really like seeing it on screen yeah i do too i wrote that one down just because i love that little look of them falling and he's has to quickly think on his feet mm-hmm. of how he can save both of them and has to make a very like quick decision about it uh I also love like Green Goblin singing the Itsy Bitsy Spider as he comes into yes. play. <laughs> the Itsy Bitsy Spider went up the water spout. Down came the goblin and took the spider out. Uh, everything about this scene, I, I think it's a really effective climax. Uh, and we see them kind of fight and he gets MJ to kind of shimmy down the tram and he gets lucky that a nearby barge is passing so he can put the tram on it. And like all the like New Yorkers who, you know, this this movie, they added this scene in after uh, 9-11 because this 9/11. movie came out like eight months after 9-11. You mess with me, you mess with New York. You mess with one of us, you mess with all of us. Can I be the wet blanket yes. here? Yes. I was, I was like, somebody's going to say they hated this. No, and listen, there is, <laughs> there is a scene that is similar to this in Spider-Man 2. Yes. Yes. Uh, when it Correct. takes place on the train and Spider-Man, you know, all, expends all his energy saving the people and then the people take care of him. I love that scene. And I think it's it's it. If, if you put that side by side with this, this one just comes off a little bit ham handed for me. A little bit. I don't know. It, it's just like, mm, I get it. And it, it, was, it was the time. Yes. You know, that type of sentiment needed to be put out there. So I get that. But it's just uh, there was a little bit of just like, ugh. Mm. Yeah. On it for me. So I'll be I'm the I'm the poopy pants. <laughs> no, it's okay. One. It's fair. So I it's a little ham fisted, but it's also like Peter Parker and Spider Man is so central to New yeah. York. Um so it does at least make sense uh in this like that he's such a part of New York. Um so I like them kind of helping, making an assist. Uh, so then, so him and Green Goblin have their kind of last final one-on-one. Oh. Norman unmasks himself, and he pleads with Peter, saying he was like a father to him, which Peter responds, he had a father, and his name was Ben Parker. Norman switches back to his Green Goblin persona and activates the glider, and Peter's spidey senses, of course, go off, and he flips over it, and it impales the Green Goblin, which I also love Willem Dafoe's O, which yeah. is, again, so <laughs> Sam so Raimi. Good. Don't tell Harry. <laughs> And then just very dramatically dies. 
very dramatically dies, and it's lovely. And so Spider-Man gently places him in his bed, where Harry walks in and assumes Spider-Man was to blame that he killed him, uh, which sets off Harry's hatred of Spider-Man here. Uh, Then we cut to our final scene, which is at the funeral. Harry's very vengeful, like he's saying, one day Spider-Man will pay. Uh, Mary Jane then confesses her love to Peter, but Peter does the hero thing and is like, no, I'm going to walk away from this, and recalls like the final advice given him by Uncle Ben before being killed. Without great power comes great responsibility, and obviously being Spider-Man is more important than, and keeping Mary Jane and his family safe is more important uh, than being with her. So, and then he walks away, he has this dramatic little moment where he walks away from her, and then we get to see Spider-Man swinging through the city, which is amazing. I love the final like yes. animation. They shot like this beautifully they i forget i forget to i forgot to write it down they did devise like some kind of specific camera and shooting style to do just this scene which they use much later and doing and when they filmed spider-man 2 as a professional welder shana ford uses forge fx to practice over and over which helps her improve her skills the more muscle memory that you have the smoother your weld is Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. I know we kind of like talked along the way about some favorite moments and lines, but if you guys want to call out some favorite moments you guys had that we haven't gone into or go into a little bit more, favorite lines. Yeah. I think we kind of shouted out a lot we of shouted mine. Out a lot it, of things. You know, the, the upside down kissing in the rain yeah. team, because I think that when people think of superheroes it's always the action side yes. Ooh, like oh you know right. and, and that was just such a great and especially with peter parker being such a human superhero right yeah i i think that was just it's such a great human romantic moment that you wouldn't expect necessarily you know you get one of those once in a while like uh superman and lois lane flying mm-hmm. in superman and right you know, I'm, I'm taking it way back but uh no i love that scene yeah and i, I it was just such a great character moment that, it was that showed that you can have that kind of thing in a over-the-top full-color superhero film so that i really dug that and i just i gotta go in for willem dafoe throughout this movie just the willem way, dafoe man such a he good, just good decision killed it yes good decision great absolutely casting. absolutely and, and him him getting that moment in the mirror to do the jekyll and hyde thing it's just it's oh yeah he green goblin would be such an easy easy character to mess up mm-hmm. yes and I agree. not get right and they really nailed it and I, it, it was one of the things that made this movie great i think i agree with you there's there's one small moment which is it's during the thanksgiving scene where may smacks norman's hand norman will you do the honors oh that's right oh my god and so he's so creepy with he's the knife so offended by it Yes. It's this like tiny thing that I'm like, one, May, you don't hit an adult man's hand. <laughs> like, yes, he should. In Aunt May's house, you do. <laughs> I know. But it's like, yes, he should not be shoving his fingers into the food. But like that moment where he brings his hand back and just starts licking his fingers. Yeah. Yes. And he's being so creepy with the oh, knives. He's just like so prime good. creep this entire scene. <laughs> They're also wearing uh, their color, the opposite yeah. color. So Peter is wearing green in his tie for the Green That's Goblin. Right. And then. Uh, Norman is wearing red blue uh, for Spider-Man. So I just thought that was an interesting little color choice too. Um, I love the thing. I mean, there's, I called it out along the way. I love so many scenes, um, but just Bonesaw. Bonesaw. <laughs> Bonesaw is ready. And 
I'm being so like basic right now, but I love Bones and I love Macho Man. Yeah. Uh, R.I.P. Um, I just love everything. But I love that this was such a good origin story movie. Uh, I think they just did it so well, and it's really about Peter becoming the man to be Spider-Man. Like it's a it's a very good like kind of coming. I mean, I know he's old, but like a coming of age story where he's realizing the whole time it's like. He's trying to realize who am I and who, who like, what's the man I'm supposed to be, and that's kind of him figuring it out this entire movie. Um, so I love all of those like little moments spread throughout where he's just trying to figure out like how to be a hero and how to be kind of a good person, and then him walking away at the end kind of solidifies that that he could go the route of just choosing like yeah I've got the girl this is what I wanted all along, but he realizes that's not the choice he should be making right now. Um, so I like that little ending scene too. There's just a lot of good like little character moments throughout. It, it does a really good job of balance because I think. I think that some movies, if you look at the later Batman films right. of the original run, um, become very much about the villain, mm-hmm. yeah. right? And the hero is almost a secondary character in their right. own film. Yeah. And, you know, I think a movie that does that really well is Batman Begins. And this is mm-hmm. another one where it's very much about Peter and his yes. journey and uh, is that part of it is handled really well. In these, we usually talk about where this is in the Spider-Man timeline. Um, So this is the first movie, so it establishes the timeline. (laughs) So this is the first one. We have been ranking them with our Sci-Fi Wire staff to see where these films all land. So, Warvis, let me know where does Spider-Man land in the official ranking of all of these Spider-Man movies? First off, thanks for asking me any questions throughout your podcast. It's nice to know that I'm being heavily relied on. In Sci-Fi Wire's official ranking of the Spider-Verse, Spider-Man ranks number four out of seven, just ahead of Amazing Spider-Man and just behind Spider-Man 2. Four? How do we feel about four? I kind of feel, oh, I'm okay with four. I would, I, yeah. I'm okay with four. I'm okay with four. Three or four would probably be I would have said three or four. Same. Would have been mine. The next film, I think, one-ups this one. And I have... I have a lot of feelings about a lot of the Spider-Man movies, but I'd say this is a solid three or four. All right, and that is 2002 Spider-Man. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining me this time. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you for enjoying uh, Spider-Man with me and Bonesaw and all of Willem Dafoe's wonderfulness. Uh, I appreciate it. Uh, so this is the first of the eight days of Spider-Man. We are going to be joining new people next time. I won't be here, but other lovely Sci-Fi Wire staff will be to talk about Spider-Man 2. So please rate, uh, subscribe, and review us. And you can check out all of our other Days of Marvel podcasts wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.